0: this is bedside a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex i'm your host tatiana and each week we uncover stories ideas and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of deep love relationships and good sex oh and a little bit of manifestation sprinkled in there too Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we've got an amazing episode lined up for you. My guest today and friend, Hoodman Joe, is joining us on Bedside to talk all things sex and manifestation. Hoodman Joe began practicing, studying, and teaching kundalini yoga in 2008 when she met her teacher, Guru Jagat. Now, Guru Jagat, you guys, is quite known in the kundalini field and unfortunately passed in August 2021. But Hoodman Joe was working under her and really began developing a lot of her own sacral and sacred practices around pleasure and desire. And that's exactly why I am having her on today. So a few months ago, we actually had an interview together at a live event that I was moderating where we chatted all about the female orgasm and sexuality. And it was truly a 10-minute interview. And afterwards, I was like, Hoodman Joe, I need you on bedside. And she was like, absolutely. So today is that day. We are getting super deep into ways that sex is interconnected with the way that we manifest and with the way that we connect to our deepest desires. On this episode, we're chatting all about the female orgasm, all about orgasmic energy and really how we can utilize it for our own feminine power and reclaiming our pleasure. We also chat so much about the authentic pleasure code and really how every person is uniquely connected to their own pleasure code. And it's really up to us to learn how to unlock that. And on today's episode, Hudman Joe shares with us just how we can begin unlocking that and shares so much of her teachings from kundalini, from the yogic practices of how we can begin to know what that might look like for us. We also chat a lot about harnessing the power of chakras and Hoodman Joe explains exactly the chakra system throughout the body and how we can begin to navigate what that means for us, clear different kind of chakra points so we can begin to open channels of reception for our own authentic pleasure code. I'm so excited for you guys to tune into this episode. It's just jam-packed with such great tips and advice and really ways that we can begin to tap into this desired energy for ourselves. With that said, please welcome my guest, Hoodman Joe, to the bedside podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. We met at the Sex on the Beach event. Yes, Sex on the Beach. And I had the pleasure of interviewing you. And those were like quickie interviews. So fast. And it was so funny because I feel like we had chatted and they were like, let's have a longer conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So welcome to Bedside. Very, very warm welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Like beyond thrilled. Yes. yes. We were
0: just saying when we last touched base, you were like gallivanting through Europe. It was amazing. You were like ringing yourself out. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: and funnily enough, like Europe is part of, it's part of my pleasure practice. Oh, it's nice. like what give, brings me joy is being in Europe. We have so much to talk about, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Yeah. Part of my story is that I came to Los Angeles by accident. I took one kundalini yoga class and I was like, wow, this is my new life. I'm a kundalini yoga teacher. Yep. And I did nothing else but do that. And I worked for one of the most popular teachers of this Past era, whose name was Guru Jagat, and um, she oh, passed. Oh wow,
0: she passed. She passed away. Yeah, yes. I'm and, sorry to hear.
1: Yeah, it, it was two years ago. Yeah, and but it was my entire like you know my entire career, my entire you know graduate college. Meet Guru Jagat, You know, three months after that, start working for Were her. He living in New York, I was living in New York. <gasps> Did we know each other? I don't think we. What? Okay, I lived. <laughs> Did in, we? Sorry, oh sorry. My but God. I
0: lived. I lived right by the. Um, I'm not sure. Are they called ashrams? Okay. Or,
1: Kundalini. There were some ashrams there. I was not into Kundalini in New York City. Okay, I was at I was at NYU. Okay, I was studying acting. Air <laughs> but, flip. Yeah, but it didn't last very long because I found Kundalini yoga. I was like acting day? I have work <laughs> to do. We are spiritual now, and, and yes, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I worked for Guru Jagat, You know, night and day. I was her right and left hand, along with a couple of other wow. people. Yes. It was such a thrilling experience. It was so wonderful. I couldn't be happier. And so do you know like
0: Amanda Chantal? Yes. Gabby Bernstein. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's such
1: a deep community. Amanda Chantal and my husband did this when I was pregnant, or I think I can't ch- remember if I was pregnant or just under the weather. They did this practice called white tantric yoga together. Oh, because nice. that's how we knew. You yeah. Know? I was like Amanda needs a partner. Great, you go for it. Like <laughs> so people was like, Do you know Amanda? I was like, I do.
0: I do. <laughs> <Amanda>. <laughs> I know. Um, Yeah, I used to work for Moon Juice, which is such a like. Okay, again, like what? (laughs) Touchy.
1: That is a real. That's actually true. Intersection. Moon Juice and Rama. This can't. This whole podcast cannot be about. I know. I know. <laughs> you know really like, okay, good. We have sex to talk about, <laughs> but Moonjuice and Rama really came alive at the same time. Yeah, and they were. That was a true, like, yes, a br- brands building together. Yes. Anyway, Gurujioka passes away. Random left turn of destiny, and the one thing I was like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, what do I want? And so I was like, well, the only thing I want to do this summer, if I'm not going to hang out with Guru Jaget, Um I want to go to Amalfi and I like just want to wear a cute bathing suit and I want to say satanam and eat the pasta and like <laughs> chant and the, do my sadhana and like have an amazing hot girl summer and so that's what I did and, and I'm going again Italy I'm not sure about but I'm going to take a group to Ibiza can I come? yes <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, like that
1: was like genuinely like full body. I'm like, I'm there. Yes. yes. Because of the whole thing is like the whole point. Like, Ibiza is so rich with sex energy. Yeah. And that's, it's part of like a huge feminine reclamation to take, take command, just be, take, reclaim the space in ourselves. Yes. It's the one of the biggest things.
0: I'm, I'm in. Can okay, great. Just keep me posted on DC.
1: I was like, what do I want to do this summer? We kind of did Italy. <laughs> we might do Sicily again. That's a whole other conversation. I had a villa. Mick Jagger had it before me. Princess Diana also stayed there. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. I was like, what? How wow. did I end up here? <laughs> but Divine. Yes, divine. divine prayers. <laughs> but this year, Ibiza. Amazing, just being hot and Ibiza. I love it. Yes. I love it. Okay,
0: guys, before we just like veer and just yeah. chat because I could talk to you forever about <laughs> so many different things. Clearly, I so where we last left off when I did. The, I'm gonna gonna call it my little quickie with you. Okay, <laughs> our quickie <Hot>. interview. <laughs> okay, was we were talking a lot about manifestation and sex. No way. Yeah, I can't believe that's what we were talking about.
1: <laughs> I don't remember it at all.
0: And I am just very interested personally in this connection, right? Like what is the intersection between our sexual power and basically like our ability to call in our deepest desires? So honestly, I'll, I'll leave that with you.
1: (laughs) I mean, first of all, I think it's the first space, right? You One has to reclaim desire. Else you can't even know what you want. And the women that I've always admire, who seem to get what they want, they at least know what they want. They're not afraid to say, I want X, Y, Z. And the women who aren't getting what they want, it's because they just don't know but if you don't know what you want actually part of that is like a se- a second chakra lockdown because you're not in touch with your desires yeah so in addition so first is you have to know what you desire and you have to be comfortable in that space, and I feel like you talk a lot about this so your listeners are probably more more trained I guess in in understanding their desires, yes, but for the most part, as we know, desire has been the most locked down space in in the feminine arc in the feminine energy field this is where it gets crazy okay so orgasm, this is where I'm like, I'm trying to, now I'm trying to just find the words to explain it. When you orgasm, what happens, and a full true orgasm, what happens is your cells start to vibrate your authentic code. And they start to vibrate... They, with this one astrologer, her name is Barbara Hand Clow. She also wrote this book called The Pleiadian Agenda. I think it's a must read. Just cool. by, by the way,
0: listeners. Adding to, adding <laughs> yes. to her bedside, yes. uh, what is yeah. it, book, book, book list?
1: Club. Yes. Book club, <laughs> yes. Um, Pleiadian Agenda is a must read. She also had this book called, oh, forget about it. I think it's called The Astrology of the Kundalini. It's all about awakening sex energy. So when the sex energy comes up through the orgasm, the cells, your biological cells, Start to vibrate the elements, elements, earth, air, water, fire, and ether, they make up the entire existence. Mostly this stuff is earth, you know, with a little bit of ether. That's like when you get into the creative worlds and you say, like, how come that person's so cool? They're like taking the earth element, slightly attaching a little bit of heaven, a little bit of ether. Yeah. But water, fire, that's all in there too. And so when you have an orgasm, your cells naturally start to vibrate all of the elements, but the, they vibrate it with your authentic pleasure code. So now you're moving through the world. You don't even have to do anything. You know It's done for you because you're broadcasting your authentic pleasure code. The elements of earth, air, water, fire, ether are now... Modulating to respond to the energy that you're putting out, and the world just starts unfolding in front of you,, wow. can you please tell us <laughs> <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you please tell us more about an authentic pleasure code?
1: Yeah, I think this is the thing. It's like it's so individual to each person. It's not cognitive. I've actually been trying to, this is probably me working out my own thing right now. All fall, I've been trying to cognitively work out my life, Mm. right? Like I've been like talking, I'm I'm married and I'm talking with my husband. We're like, what do we want? Your authentic pleasure code is just you in your most activated self, unapologetic, and just your presence in that presence, which is you can't even verbalize it. It's not articulable. That's not a word. You can't articulate. We're, it. We're rolling with it. I, <laughs> yeah. I like it. It's not. You can't articulate it. It's not mental. Yeah. It's just you, and in that vibration, everything starts. You're very magnetic. Mm, I see. I see. And that's and that's where I feel like you know I love fashion, and I was very good friends with this wonderful stylist. But I realized in some ways, because her work was very much like style the model to look like a certain character. Mm. You can do that in your life, but it's not as magnetic. What's magnetic is you're just styled according to what brings you pleasure you can't know that intellectually you have to just be in touch with it's not formulaic it's not yeah it's not yeah you're the true original
0: yes i see what you're saying
1: yeah also
0: i'm like i i feel like i'm looking at your amazing outfit i'm like this isn't formulaic like i can tell that this was
1: picked out of your (laughs) authentic pleasure code which is so true well i had this whole idea that i was like oh i'm i'm gonna be with see Tatiana today. What am I going to wear? Yeah. And I had this like really sexy black jumpsuit. And I was like, oh, I never, I never wear black. I'm going to wear my black jumpsuit today. Cause like th- that's going to work. Like it's going to be cool. I'm yeah. going to wear it. And I didn't, I realized I didn't have the right shoes. Mm. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh no, what kind of shoes do I have? And I was like, well, you'd never wear those over the knee boots. So I was like, all right, I'll wear those. What actually goes with that? And it's so, like, good. it's, this is what you got, girl. Yeah. And I think it works.
0: It very much <laughs> works. It's so cool. <laughs> and and it's, it's like, I love how you like kept it short, kept it yeah, long, exactly. great, like hair like, is just sexy. Like
1: it's, fun. yeah, I felt, <laughs> right, I felt on brand for the conversation <laughs> yes. today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if
0: someone's listening and they're like, okay, I'm kind of understanding like it's like less mm-hmm. tangible to like maybe put to words a formula to how to, unlock my authentic
1: pleasure code. But right.
0: Like, where can I actually maybe begin exploring right. what this
1: means for okay. me? So I'm so glad we talked about this because this is the perfect segue. So I, again, I thought about like a million things that we might talk about today. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about were some of the practices in Kundalini yoga for people to unlock this energy. Yeah. Because that's what we didn't get to talk about in our quickie. You're like, yes. give us some three things. I was like, I don't like- <sighs> You were seconds. like, you an
0: orgasm for like 300 minutes straight. Yes. You dropped some crazy fact oh, and you we were like,
1: "Right, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I should, I should repeat that. So, we'll get you. There. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. The, where, where are the cameras? Okay. So I just like want to look right into it. The human, the woman, the female, the biological female is electromagnetically wired to circuit 282 orgasms a day. Crazy, And so I think mathematically that comes out to like if there's 24 hours a day, we'll just say you're orgasming like 10 times an hour. So that's like every six minutes. That's an orgasm every six minutes, which kind of that kind of tracks, right? Because it's like if you have one orgasm, you kind of can't have another one for another six minutes, right? (laughs) So you could just be orgasming every six minutes every day, which is insane. Nobody's doing that. Really, because we don't have the nervous system to handle it. Yeah. Like, just even that exact... That's how I imagine like Greek goddesses were. Exactly.
0: Like they were just lounging like eating fruit orgasming. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's
1: like in their hair and like, or like if you, you know, in the Eastern traditions there are these beings called the Dakinis and they're just like, they're, I I mean, there's so much more to them but like one of them is they're feminine orgasmic beings. It's just like running through them. So cool. This is the thing that sort of like, I mean, we're not talking about feminism today and I think feminism is going through a huge like like what is it even today you know we're sort of like pendulum swung back from the 70s and then now we're not even sure if we can talk about this topic anymore mm-hmm. but it it's sort of like this was the thing. It's like the female orgasm is so powerful. People are freaked out. Yeah. She's a wild woman. She's crazy. She's, crazy. She's alive. Tame her. Yes, exactly. Shut it down. Yeah. Like, no thanks. Yeah. I won't be shut
0: down. I'm alive. I'm alive and well.
1: So... One, there's two things, two things that I really wanted to share today. One was called sut kriya practice. And I think it's a very important practice. One, because if anybody is experiencing sexual frozenness, which is also very common in women, like being a woman, and I think this was part of it too, like being a woman is delicate. Having female orgasms is delicate. And I think a lot of the ways that sex is treated can be kind of scary. Mm. Like especially I mean this is just me personally the pornographication of sex it's like it's a little frightening. It's jarring. Yeah, it's yeah. like whoa. I'm yeah. Just a woman, I'm like I'm soft and yeah. internal. <laughs> so, I, it's very I think it's very natural to get shut down. But of course, then that doesn't help you enjoy your life. And then it certainly doesn't help you manifest, which, because we want to get the orgasmic energy running so that your cells just do the manifesting for you because you're in your authentic pleasure code. Mm-hmm. So I want to do set Kriya. And then I also wanted to share this other practice. I guess that's, well, I guess those three, pra- that's three practices. We'll see if we can get to them. The two other ones are about awakening the clitoral nerve. Mm. Because the clitoral – of course, like a clit – there's, you know, there's an internal orgasm, but the clitoral orgasm is very important. I mean, I think most women really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Most
0: people orgasm through, like, a clitoral orgasm. Yes. Versus yes. an internal orgasm. Right. Yeah. Yes.
1: And, again, it's, like, a place that can really go numb and feel really dead, and then how do you – Revitalize yeah. it, Yeah, how do you revitalize it? And this is – and then if your clitoral – nerve if your clitoris is really alive then this is how you start to just now you're vibrating the sex energy you're not even it's not even in course based it's just like hey
0: (laughs) well yeah and I feel like this is like the what's so cool about this is like this is that translation of okay if we're going back to the framework of you can have 250 or 280 orgasms yeah. a day, whatever it is, it's like, okay, if we're not actually like physically orgasming every time, right. well, how every six minutes are we actually tapping into our orgasmic? energy, yes. not necessarily like sitting there like, ah, like, right. Right? like <laughs> climaxing every fucking six minutes, <laughs> but maybe more just being like, okay, like every six minutes, how am I utilizing my right feminine power, the feminine energetics?
1: I really just, I really feel like this is such a huge part of feminine reclamation because it has not been safe totally to be in this level of, like, pleasure, Mm -hmm. right? It just hasn't. And it still isn't safe for a lot of women all over the world. But we're in a different time now, and we are. I mean, I'm sure your audience is international, but, like, we are in a space where, like, we can start to reclaim this space. Also, the practices of kundalini yoga are extremely protective. So you can, like, sort of – you can create a protective – space around yourself so that you can be in your pleasure yep okay so let's do this we're gonna do this okay okay
0: okay i'm ready tell me how (laughs) we're gonna sit on our heels (laughs) oh okay okay
1: and so we're going to interlace the hands like so with the index finger out and then but this is a biological sex differentiated practice so if you're a biological woman you cross the left thumb over the right and biological men cross the right thumb over the left you're going to take the arms overhead and then we'll just put your arms down for a second. The, okay. This, you can do this any time of day. We'll start with like five seconds because we're okay. on camera. Nobody wants to watch us meditate forever. Okay. If you want to, if somebody wants to practice at home, they do it for three minutes, working their way up to maybe seven, 11, all the way up to 31. You, if you're practicing for that amount of time, you have to rest on your back afterwards and you rest on your back for the same amount of time that you practice for. So today I practiced for 11 minutes. I rested on my back for 11 minutes. Okay. And the last thing I'll say about that is that for women who experience sexual frozenness, what you do is you draw a bath of just warm water, not too hot, not too cold, warm water. And you do that up to your belly button. And then they're going to do this practice in the bath. Okay. You draw the water into the body and then release it. You do that before your date. Thank me later. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, so left thumb over right, the arms come overhead, and we're going to do this. Sut. Sut. Nom. Nom. And on sut, you pull the navel point in. Nom, you release. Okay. Let's go for like 20 seconds. Okay. Ready? Inhale. <sighs> sut. Sut. Nom. Sut. Nom. Sut. Nom. Sut. Nom. Sut. Nom. Sut. Nom. sut nom. NAM SUT NAM SUT nam, nam, NAM inhale hold the breath squeeze up feel the rainbow going up the spine and out the fingertips and exhale and release the arms and we just did SUT KRIYA ooh
0: yes I like feel good yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. That was only 20 seconds, people. Yeah. Yeah, like 30 seconds. I know it works. So, what are the, like, what are these long term benefits? Like, if I'm doing this
1: for, oh God. yeah, just explain this a little more. So much. <laughs> so much. Well, first of all, that's the first place I would start with, like, not just pleasure reclamation. Cause again, when you're, when you're doing it, even for three minutes, you're like, how is this pleasurable? I am not enjoying this. That practice works the first, second and third chakras. So it totally reformulates both your material world, your, your pleasure world, your sexual world and your relationship to power. It gives you command over these spaces and also comfort in, in speaking about them, dwelling in them, in this Mm. part of this realm where it's like there are so many issues people have with their materiality. There are so many issues people have with their sexuality. There's so many issues people have with their power. And I think most meditative cultures work just like heart, throat, third eye, and crown. One of the things that excited me about kundalini yoga was that Especially as a young person, like 22, and this was my new life, was that it didn't it it didn't cut you off, it didn't divorce you from these lower shockers. It's like let's work this out. Let's yes. work in real time here.
0: Ooh, I love this so much because I feel like in many of the practices that I have done around yoga or I've like dabbled in kundalini here and there, but like in kind of more of my like generic, I would say like yogic practices, you're right. Like I'm, it's a lot of the body or even I've gone through meditations that completely like ignore the pelvis region. Like we just skip and we go straight to like the solar plexus or whatever. Right. And I'm like, wait, we just missed our life force energy like happening right here in our pelvis. So it's very, interesting that I really appreciate that you have more tools that actually focus in on kind of, yeah. kind of lower chakras
1: and that. want to use like this is what impressed me too about the women who I knew who were like powerful and getting what they wanted speaking of Guru Jagat and Amanda Chantal where I was like wow those women are kind of crushing it like mm-hmm. What's, what are they up to? I had already been doing kundalini yoga at this point, but they're not people who ignore their lower chakras, Yeah, right? It's like, They're not afraid of them. They're not ignoring them. Maybe they haven't necessarily... We can't say anybody's perfected these spaces, but at least they're engaging. Mm -hmm. So this that practice gives you first an engagement in these spaces. It's also super clarifying to any sort of sexual hang-ups. So if someone does have real sex trauma sut kriya actually helps to clear it. I like this really. Yeah. Wait,
0: so tell me just for anybody who's listening who's like, okay, like I I kind of understand like these different like principles around kundalini, but could you maybe for anyone who's not as t- tuned in or like well-versed could you explain just what chakras are and kind of what it's like to the reason maybe why i know i'm realizing it as we're like yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm realizing as we're speaking that maybe we should just just (laughs) disclaim it for anyone who's yeah
1: so the chakras are these energy centers in the body, and you can look them up online, and you'll, you know, there's there's tons of information about them. You've available. likely seen a
0: cool graphic
1: or exactly. chart somewhere. It's like a like exactly. a rainbow,
0: and it looks like it's going up someone's body. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's red at the bottom, orange um, from the genitals up to the belly button, yellow from the belly button to the solar plexus, green at the heart, blue at the throat. Uh, indigo, which who knows what that looks like. So I'll say purple at the third eye at the brow point and violet magenta at the crown. And these are energy wheels in the body. They're actually linked to your glands. So they have a biological anchor in the body. A chakra is actually, so So this is just basic chemistry. When um, you run a, an electrical current through a chemical solvent, there is a corresponding electromagnetic field. at least I learned this in in high school. and I was like, "Cool wow. <laughs> I'm an actress." <laughs> <laughs> I'm creative. Yeah. Me, my yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Different I kind of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're all, intelligence comes in all kinds. <laughs> you know, I did think it was cool when you put like the salt on the burner and it yes. turned green. Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So visual. Visual. Right. Exactly. There <laughs> yeah. were some, there were some things that I linked in. So one of the things that linked in for me in high school chemistry is if you run an electrical current through... Through a chemical solvent, there is a corresponding electro, there's a magnetic field. That's just true, okay? Take it any any high school class, they'll tell you, any high school science teacher will tell you this is true. The same thing happens in our body. There's ner- plexus, our nervous system runs off of electricity. Anywhere there's a big bundle of nerves next to a gland that's secreting a hormone, you are going to have a corresponding electromagnetic field. That corresponding electromagnetic field is called a chakra. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And these chakras have different different hertz vibrations. And depending on their hertz vibrations, they then also command different psycho-emotional and material things. So the hertz vibration of the root chakra happens to command the earth element, our feeling of security, and also money. The second chakra, its hertz vibration happens to command water, Um, warm water, specifically fruit, pleasure, and sex. And it's just like, this is just the way it is. So, yes, those are the, so the first three chakras, I'm like, where's our tie in here? The first three chakras are security, sexuality, power. The second three chakras are heart, which is the unconditional love, throat, our self expression. And the brow point also called the third eye, which is your ability to see, see the unseen pierce beyond the veil. It's really the psychic chakra. A lot of people have a pretty open third eye at this point. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think we're like culturally getting. I think
1: so. I've completely. I mean, also, you would never see this much like material on the Internet about like, you know, indigo children and the third eye and like (laughs) everybody's an astrologer now, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think that's a sign that we're tapping into our intuition. Exactly. I'm like, that's correct. That's uh, that seems correct to me. And then the last chakra is this crown chakra, which is our connection to the stars, the universe. And Um, yeah, some people call that the divine. So
0: where do you see, if if you feel like kind of a lot of people have been quiet, maybe more towards some of their root chakras, Mm
1: -hmm. why do you think that is? I think we have been in such, oh, I might cry. (laughs) I think we have been in such an incredible amount of fear, programming, cultural programming, top-down programming. A lot of that programming has been how do I say this state? No, that sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Just kidding. (laughs) It's been a real top down program, whether that's religion, whether that's schools, whether that's the government and our parents and our parents and the way that they, they have engaged with all of those institutions. I think that a lot of these institutions are going through an evolution right now. And there's the thing about institutional learning is that it's organized. And in its organization, it becomes, it, it can be effective. It, you know, there's a reason why the Catholic Church owns, you know, a ton of real estate and um is one of the most popular religions, you know, sects of religions on the earth. That institution is functional. Yeah. In a certain kind of way. So there's a functionality to institutional learning. So there's nothing intrinsically wrong with having institutional learning. But what has happened to make people comply with institutional learning. God, I sound like such a rebel right now. I'm really (laughs) trying hard not to. (laughs) Because people comply is they use a lot of fear. Yeah. They use a lot of fear to divorce you from... Your natural birthright to make you think that abundance isn't possible for all. When in fact, abundance is the law, you know, that there's a kind of scarcity. Scarcity is the lie. Abundance is the law. But if you believe, but in that fear, you can really shut down the first chakra Mm -hmm. to think that sex is bad. That's been a real programming that sex is bad. And, and in that you shut down so much of the pleasure. Of life, the joy of living. So you can see it, just you see it in these sort of like old ways of being, people just dragging themselves through a life pretty grouchy and, and you know, cr- crumpy, yeah. <laughs> just cr- cranky and grumpy at the same time. <laughs> um, and then, and then, and then they show like all of these awful displays of power. And so then you're shut down in that first chakra too, even though power is is intrinsic. Mm-hmm. We're powerful beings. We're, we're emanations of the universe. And, um, I think it's a real, we're in a huge collective healing. It's not without growing pains. It's not without the, icky bits that are coming out, yeah. but, and I don't think that—and things are going to naturally break down and rise up as we, you know, the collective changes. So nothing needs to be, like, destroyed. Like, everything's going to work out. And I don't even think that institutional learning has to be destroyed necessarily because it can be very helpful in propagating ideas, you know? Mm-hmm. You want to go to a yoga class, not, like— How are you going to learn yoga if you don't go to class? Yeah. Then once you know some of the basics, you can take yourself to self-realization. I love, I love this. Yes.
0: Um, (laughs) There's so much here. (laughs) I know that we don't have that much time, unfortunately, but I wanted to say, so if like people are eager to kind of begin working with their chakras and kind of like working with them in unison, right? Because I think it's like, yes, we want to work. Maybe these lower chakras are parts of us that feel like they haven't been as in tuned, but I think it's also like kind of aligning the whole system together in harmony. So what are some pieces of advice or kind of tools that you can share with people to maybe go explore on their own that can kind of begin to like start harmonizing these systems because I think the point is kind of to be in this space of feeling like we're having orgasmic living and like that we're in alignment and that we're operating in our pleasure authenticity code. So what are ways that we can
1: kind of tap into this and be in alignment? Totally. So I do think that nature is one of the best teachers. It just... I, I know. That. <laughs> it just <laughs> always works. You know, yeah. if you take your shoes off and you stand outside, that is going to connect. Um, you have 72,000 nerve endings in the bottom of your feet and your feet are going to naturally sync up with the Earth's electromagnetic field. That's going to, and if you just practice, I mean, you're going to look like a weirdo and that's also going to, I think that's also becoming more and more okay. (laughs) It's like everybody knows, at least in LA, it's like everybody knows what they're doing. Like it's weird, being weird is normal. So you have to be comfortable a little bit, just like putting your feet into the ground and practicing it, feeling it. What does it feel like? to feel your feet on the earth and the top of your head open. And how does the, you have to feel into your own electromagnetics. How does that align? Of course, swimming in the ocean or any natural body of water, if you can get to the ocean or a lake or a river, that is going to clear out your cells and heal you so much and especially open up the second chakra space, which is going to then, you know, make you feel, help you open up your uh, authentic pleasure code and make you feel good. And then there's a practice in kundalini yoga. So doing Sutkriya, kriya, I'm also have a course called the yogic science of sex or the yogic school of sex on my website. And I am starting a new course in January called this, a course in destiny.
0: Ooh. Yes.
1: And it'll be, yeah. And it'll be like a kundalini beginner's course, like just the fundamentals, the basics to then help put you in, in a, in a vertical alignment so oh. you can like. Live oh, it up. I
0: love, I love, I love yes. that. Um, and it reminded me, like, I feel like that feeling when you, for me, like when I plunge in a natural body of water, it's mm-hmm. like, I always say, I feel like I have a ner- full nervous system reset. It's like, so good. It is so good. So anyways, thank you. Can you tell us really quickly? I ask all guests this. What is currently on your bedside table? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, nothing. There is nothing what? there. We moved, we had a humidifier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's so dry and we moved it. We, we, we read that having water near your head while you're sleeping is not good for prosperity. Okay. So, you know, note to listener, like not good. <laughs> and then I mean, above our bed, we have a bunch of books. Everything from a worn-out copy of The Pleiadian Agenda to a book on economics by Thomas Sowell to this book that I love. It's called Blazing Splendor, the memories of Tulku Urgin Rinpoche oh
0: my god the fact that you just remembered that yeah. I watched you pull that out of your really obsessive memory you were I like, like I know it
1: I was like I do love so those are the books on my bedside table but nothing they're above the bed there's yeah. nothing
0: on the bedside on table, table yeah well yes. tell everybody who's listening where they can connect with you and honestly yes. you need to come back for a part two I know we'll do, I, our part we'll do a part
1: two so, we just like skim yeah. the surface everybody <laughs> So we have so many things to talk about but on Instagram Instagram, I am hudmanjotkar, H-A-R-M-A-N-J-O-T-K-A-U-R. And then it's hudmanjot.com.
0: I love it. Thank you for joining me, Hudman Jotkar. I I love you. I'm so happy. I love you too. Thank you for listening to The Bedside Podcast. I hope you loved this episode as much as we did making it. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to chat, don't hesitate to reach out to us at The Bedside on Instagram and thebedside.co online. You can also find us at ByTheBedside on TikTok. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. And if you found this episode valuable, I would so greatly appreciate if you could leave us a rating, a review, text it to a friend, share it to your Instagram stories. Let's get this message out there loud and clear. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.